Hi, I'm Steve Miller and welcome to this series called Project Doorway. It's a series that's going to be looking into a six-year study uh, so far that myself and principal investigator Barry Fitzgerald uh, has been involved in all over the world in regarding advanced studies of the UFO phenomena and associated subjects. In this episode, we're going to be looking at ranchland phenomena, or should we say high strangeness, in certain geological and geophysical locations around our planet. And not just ranchlands, also strange areas that are taking phenomena as being witnessed regularly in um, fields, um, mountain areas, forests, and things like that. So, kicking off straight into it, uh, Phenomena in Project has been running for about six years, and in this episode, we're going to be looking at a number of multiple types of phenomena that's been taking place in different areas around the world. Uh, and this is one of those scientific documents uh, which was published in 2020 regarding ranch land and geological locations in association to high strangeness and multiple phenomena. Yes, we've all heard about those things like Skinwalker Ranch and so on and so forth, but what truly is really happening there, or should we say has happened in the past? But Skinwalker Ranch isn't the only ranch. There are a number of multiple reports of phenomena taking place in various different forms uh, of ranch lands, be it Chalk Hill Ranch, Clearview Ranch in Colorado, uh, the um, Mount Wilson Ranch in Nevada, Sean Bartak Ranch in Colorado, Sherman Ranch in Utah, of course, was Skinwalker Ranch, Bradshaw Ranch in Arizona, Stardust Ranch in Arizona, the M Triangle, well, I'm going to be talking a little bit about the M Triangle in Russia, and of course, more recently, the Meadow Project, which is, I believe, in the location of Georgia. So we've all heard those really weird stories that there are things that go bump in the night, there are strange cryptids, there are UFO incidents. It makes you think that this phenomena is somehow tied together, somehow linked, somehow associated. But how can that be? If we're dealing with UFOs which are coming from a distant other planet, travelling to Earth, then why should the phenomena be so much uh, association with an ancient earthly phenomena known as the paranormal? Makes you think, doesn't it? So when we take a look at Sherman Ranch, you know, Terry and Gwen Sherman reported a lot of strange things back in the day. And there was a lot more evidence supporting that material. The, the crazy things that were happening on that farmland was just way out there. The phenomena was taking place around the fields and in their home. Paranormal phenomena was strife throughout the house. In fact, they had to lock cupboard doors to stop the doors from flying open and things flying off the shelf. The pet dogs were kept pretty much inside the house at night rather than outside to keep the, <laughs> to keep the family safe because they were worried about paranormal intruders. Of course, there was these types of poltergeist-type incidents taking place in their home, but there was also a huge amount of UFO activity. And apart from that, strange cryptids were being seen. There were reports of, like, werewolf, dogmen-type creatures, which were seen around the ranch. Also, Bigfoot-type creatures, which were seen. Apart from that, there were also mysterious things happening to the animals, which were 
strangely found deceased in, in horrific ways. And that has been an ongoing problem for many years throughout these ranch lands. And there are scientific reports showing detailed images and detailed analysis of these animals. And in fact, on one particular occasion, uh, Mr. Sherman, his dogs ran after some type of phenomenon was taking place and it didn't end too well for the dogs, unfortunately. However, in more modern times, Sherman Ranch, or as you're better known for Skinwalker Ranch, has become somewhat of a publicity stunt as far as I'm aware. And I really don't know what to believe. I mean, I've, we've all seen the television show. I'm not completely convinced that what is being reported on the TV show is accurate and certainly can come up with numerous different theories to explain, such as, you know, capturing an insect on film and thinking it's an unidentified object of some sort, travelling at an incredible speed. I mean, you know, come on, guys. Uh, and secondly, you know, what are those unusual frequencies that are allegedly being uh, captured in that area, the 1.6 um, megahertz, which, if you actually Google 1.6 megahertz, there are things within that range that could uh, account for such frequencies. However, it's a bit of a mystery still. Um, but one thing is for sure, when my colleague and principal investigator Barry Fitzgerald was there a few years ago, in that location. Yes, he did capture UFO phenomena. Yes, he was aware that there were strange phenomena on the ranch lands, such as cryptids being still being seen and reported. Uh, and he came back with photographs and videos. So yes, there are things happening there still, as far as I'm aware. But what Barry believes is that the phenomena has moved to the outer regions of, of of Skinwalker Ranch, not so much centralised. You could say though that this phenomenon certainly tries to be hypervasive. I mean, the Sherman family were pointing cameras into fields trying to capture the phenomena and it happened in a different field, an adjacent field, so they point cameras in that direction and of course it happened in a different field. So when they actually came about putting multiple cameras around, what they found to the horror in the morning was that the wires had literally been yanked out of the CCTV's camera systems which was just so profound. Uh, and as we can see, we've got the, the ridge line of Skinwalker Ranch. Now, what I'm going to tell you is, is that wherever these ranch lands are situated around the world, the UFO phenomenon is somehow in close association to mountainous regions, rock formations, boulder fields, uh, hillsides, volcanoes, those sort of things. So there does seem enough evidence to support there's a geological or should we say geophysical connection with the UAP. Back in the day, workers on Sherman Ranch reported phenomena. That was years and years back. Um, I don't really know how far the phenomena goes back on these ranch lands, but according to the Native American people, they believe that the whole land is somehow associated with this phenomenon. It goes back thousands, probably thousands of years from what their great-grandfathers and grandfathers have, have told them throughout the ages. The press went wild over these incidents at Skinwalker Ranch and UFOs caused stir in Utah Basin skies. This is one of the early reports that first outlined the UFO phenomena uh, in that area. But since then, there's been thousands, thousands of reported incidents and not just around Skinwalker Ranch, but also in other areas as well, 
within at least a 20 mile radius of that location. Again, more reports, this was uh, the ranch family terrorised by unknown forces. There was only occasionally cryptid seen. However, the phenomena seemed to multiply itself in some way, became very coherent and interactive with those living at that place. And of course, that certainly grabbed the attention of certain people and authorities. This land is cursed, says local tribesmen. Well, yes, they believe the land is cursed. It's not a place that they'd really like to go to for long periods of time, I assure you. And they are still very scared about this phenomenon, even to the point we're not even really talking about some of the incidents that have taken place. They don't want to entice phenomena to interact with them, appear, um, have their problems um, um, exploited by the phenomena. They really are pretty scared about things like this, so they don't readily come forward and talk about such things. But numerous tribesmen have come forward and said, they believe the land is cursed and it's not a place that you'd rather likely go. Utah Basin, UFO hotspot. What in fact is a UFO hotspot? Well, there are many of them all over the world. But you could suggest that back in from the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s, that a lot of this phenomenon was taking place in places where we weren't around very often. Uh, ranch lands, hillsides, uh, plains where people don't live, um, vast areas of forests. Um, this is a phenomenon that seemingly doesn't want to be associated around too many people. So what happens when you have a huge amount of people descend upon a ranch? What does the phenomena do? Well, it might actually take a step back to some degree. Some of those incidents also um, reported on Sherman Ranch, which is now referred to as Skimwalker was strange markings in the ground. Now, it's very dry there. The ground is very, very hard. And to have an impact location in the ground, which is, say, two to three inches in depth, a significant amount of weight has to have been applied. These aren't holes that have been dug out. They've simply been pressed into the ground, as if something extremely heavy had A, manifested there, or B, landed there. Markings like this have been reported um, many times at Sherman Ranch. Some of them are very large, very vast, as if very huge objects or something must have appeared in that field, cutting out a shape into the ground. What's really interesting though about Sherman Ranch is it's hyper-evasive phenomena. It is so intelligent. And there was one such incident which was very well reported where Mr Sherman and his son were walking across the field and they'd had their fill of the phenomena, you know, they were, they were just about at the wit's end. And as they're walking through this field on a lovely day, they heard voices talking. But the voices, they couldn't quite understand what language they were talking in. However, what is really interesting is that the voices was coming from above them. They couldn't see anything, but they stopped underneath. And in his frustration, Mr Sherman shouted out to the sky, you know, damn you sort of thing. We can hear you, you know. And what happened then is laughter. They heard giggling and laughter coming from above them as if it was some great big joke. It's just profound. Nobody can completely understand what type of phenomena that actually represents. Is it paranormal? Is it multiple reality? Or is it something else? It's absolutely profound, but it's not the first time such incidents like that have been reported. Strange phenomena such as balls of light have manifested, been videoed as well. 
and they seem to manifest from nowhere and move around the fields and other small objects seem to appear and move towards the mass object as if they're just suddenly kind of drawn in. There was also another incident where literally what they believe is portals or something seemingly appears and something on occasion seemingly called out. And one incident was when one of these things was seen manifest in the field, um, something was seen, a large animal of some sort crawled out of it and ran off into the bush. Um, lots of things like that have been reported, not just on Skinwalker Ranch, but other ranches as well. And probably one of the most profound incidents was the, the wolf incident. Now, this was described as a wolf which was literally twice the size of an average wolf which would lead us to think it's kind of dire wolf size. But they haven't been around for about 10,000 years as far as I'm aware. Um, the photograph here you can see in the middle bottom of the screen is the only photograph in existence of this particular wolf. But the problem for me here is that I cannot scale it. It's very, very difficult to say what size this animal is. It's clearly quite a large animal. But it's how it behaved which was most profound. As they were stood there, it seemed to come up to them and was very friendly. But this was near the cattle sheds. And then all of a sudden, the wolf attacked a calf and grabbed it through the railings and was shaking it viciously. Of course, Mr Sherman panicked and they, they ran to get the guns. They came out and took several point-blank shots at this wolf. The wolf did release the calf, but it didn't show signs of any damage. They could clearly see that you know, fur had jumped off or blown off the animal drawing whilst they were shooting it. But it didn't seem injured at all. In fact, it just walked away quite steadily. They did pursue this for quite some time. And what was strange is the tracks just simply stopped. The animal had disappeared. What that truly represents, I really do not know. This is a piece of footage um, on, from the CCTV cameras and you can see that strange light phenomena has been captured on these. But most interesting is this in the background is a sudden manifestation of what looks to be some type of building. It was literally only on CCTV camera for a very short period of time uh, but it might lend hand to some type of multiple reality shift where these things are actually appearing and imprinting into the land temporarily, they are physical for some length of time. It's a profound piece of footage taken at Skinwalker Ranch a number of years ago, which I cannot explain. On this piece of footage, just as I previously described, these balls of light are seen in the fields. And what's really interesting is that they seem to be kind of plasma orientated. And then other small lights seemingly appear around it. And what they do is they're seemingly drawn to the larger object in some strange way, as if it's magnetic or it's pulling them in. I don't know what that light is, actually. I mean, people have suggested, is it some form of Earth-like phenomena? I don't think so. I mean, I've, I've looked very deeply into the Martha lights and other light phenomena around the world. It seemingly acts differently and even looks different as well. I'm not too sure what this represents, but these are the sort of things that have been reported on Skinwalker Ranch and many other ranchers around the world. In this recent in, uh, video, we have a gentleman who's filming the areas of Skinwalker Ranch and something strange seemingly runs past what looks to be some type of person. 
but it's very large and it's moving at an incredible speed. I don't know what this is. I've, I sat there looking at this piece of video countless times. And the more I look at it, the more I can tell you what it isn't. What it isn't is a, just a person walking by or a person on a horse or a person on a, a buggy. It's very strange. I don't know what that is. But um, there are lots of strange things that are reported by people, visitors to that location of Skinwalker Ranch, which over the years have captured numerous different anomalies they just cannot understand. Probably one of the most profound incidents that took place at Skinwalker Ranch was Mr Sherman's prize bulls. Now these bulls are literally <laughs> this height. You don't even go near them, they're aggressive. You know, there's no way I would walking in the field with these. And um, there were two or four of these um, very large cattle. And literally within 45 minutes, gone. They disappeared. Nowhere to be seen. There was mad panic. The Shermans were out looking all over the place for them and they had no idea. But then Mr Sherman thought, just by chance, let me have a look at the containers. And as you can see in the image, this is the actual container those bulls were found in. But what was most profound is, is that the door entering into the container hadn't even been opened for quite some time. There were cobwebs over the door. And yet when he flung the door open, the cattle were in some type of dazed state. They, didn't, they were just stood there in wide-eyed and not moving. He walked in there and that seemingly brought them about, stirred them. And when they realised they were in this container, all hell broke loose. They kicked it and pushed it and they slammed into the walls. They literally tore the place apart nearly, trying to get them out. How did they get in there? And so fast. There's no way you would even try and um, get one of these cattle in through that small door, let alone all four of them. And yet, they were in there. And profound incidents like this have also taken place in other areas, including the UK. If we go back some years to the UFO phenomenon that was taking place in Wales, the place in, in, around was known as Ripperston Farm. Now, a very profound incident took place. Apart from having UFO experiences and strange entities and men in black turning up, a landed craft at a nearby school, uh, which was reported by children, all sorts of different things were taking place there. Entities seen walking into stacked rocks, which is a rock formation out at sea on a small island. There were lots of strange things being reported there, and it was a buzz of activity around this farmland, where the members of the farmhouse were sometimes pursued by objects in the sky. They were terrified on occasion. Giant humanoids were seen pressed up against their, um, their windows of the ranch. And one of the most profound incidents was when one particular night when the owner was locking up his cows for the evening in the cattle shed, should we say. You can see the image to the top left there of the cattle shed. Um, he was locking them up. He'd, he'd pulled the door across the gate, locked the gate. Uh, but just as he was locking it, he heard the telephone ring in the farmhouse. So in a, in a rush, he ran over to the farmhouse, making sure it was all locked, of course, went over to the farmhouse, grabbed the phone, and what, was, what happened then was really profound because on the other end of the call was the local farmer. He was probably about six miles away, he's his nearest neighbour. And he was saying that his cattle were on his land, in his field. It had his markings on them. And he said, it's impossible, it can't be, I've just locked them up. He said, no, no, they're definitely your cows. 
And he said, well, they can't be. And he said, well, I'm sure you they are. They've got your markings on. So in a profound mis- you know, reality, he thought, well, maybe all nine cows weren't in there. Maybe a few of them got out. So he went back to the cattle shed, and to his horror, none of the cattle were there. Not a single one. He drove a few miles down the road, uh, ended up at the field where this other farmer had owned, and lo and behold, there was his cattle. Unharmed, certainly, but all of them were there. And he can't understand that. How can he be looking at the cattle, unlocking the gate, receiving a phone call from a person saying his cattle is elsewhere at the same time? It doesn't make any sense. It's a profound incident that was, uh, re- which was reported well and, uh, and confirmed by a number of people. This is similar to the sort of things that have been going on at Skinwalker Ranch with this, what you might refer to as somehow reality shift or biolocation of these animals in literally seconds in some cases. One of the principal investigators of ranchland phenomena, and he had a great interest, was Leo Sprinkle. Now, most or many of us might know him for his research into the alien abduction phenomena, uh, the UFO phenomena, and many other things. And Leo spent many years visiting these different locations and trying to gather evidence of what phenomena was actually taking place. And he visited numerous different places. And some of those ranches really did claim to have real good evidence in support of the phenomena that they were witnessing. This is Clearview Ranch in Colorado and Dr. Leo Sprinkle as well as Dr. John Deere and Dr. Peter Van uh, Arsdale all investigated and looked into the phenomena that took place there. Now they were UFO phenomena taking place, they were cryptids being seen they were also strange other paranormal occurrences taking place in the vicinity on the ranchlands and just outside those ranchlands. And it went on for quite a number of years. There were strange audible voices coming from the air. And what was really interesting, it sounded as if it was not female, not male, but electronic. And what they reported hearing sent a chill down my spine, to be honest with you. It said, Attention, we have allowed you to remain. We have interfered with your lives very little. Do not cause us to take action which you will regret. Your friends will be instructed to remain silent concerning us. Now, that's worrying. I mean, that sounds like a threat to me. Um, and it worked. These people were absolutely horrified at the paranormal things that were taking place in their home. And these strange electronic time voices which were coming out of the air. It's not a pleasant experience, I assure you. And not only that, they were witnessing profound balls of light that appeared on the ground and in the sky. And they also saw numerous craft that seemingly had landed in nearby fields, leaving markings on the ground. Police were involved, yes, the police were involved. The sheriff department and marshals were involved in this particular incident, in these incidents. And they just cannot wrap their heads around. We saw the police, I've seen the police reports and they really are baffled. Dr. Leo Leo Sprinkle came in and interviewed uh, numerous people in association to the phenomena there 
And he was just as perplexed as many other specialists were. Um, this particular person on my left, who's a MUFON uh, state investigator, I believe, uh, Katie, she is Katie Grybalski, by the way. And Katie, she actually grew up spending time at Clearwater uh, View uh, Ranch. And it, she witnessed this phenomenon firsthand. And she has talked about this regularly. I guess you check her out on the internet, guys, because it's a fascinating story about Clearview. I mean, the stuff that was going on there was just incredible. And some of the phenomena was associated to even things disappearing. On one particular occasion, a whole derelict house in some sense, which had been seen and looked at by many people living in that location for years passing by it. It was a run-down derelict house. It, it just one day up and vanished, just simply vanished. But what was mostly profound was, there didn't even seem to be a footprint in the ground where this house had been. Seriously, there was no footprint in the ground. This was very well documented. Many people witnessed this. It was profound. It was as if some type of reality change had taken place and there were no evidence that this thing would even ever been there and yet can be clearly remembered and cited by many of the local residents over the years. Apart from that, there were say, Sasquatch-type, Bigfoot-type creatures being seen. This is actually a photograph taken of the map inside the sheriff's office. Yes, the sheriff had a map up on the wall and all these hundreds of dots in there of reported incidents and sightings, encounters with Bigfoot or Sasquatch-type creatures. It doesn't make any sense because the location of where they are is really, you know, there's a lot of ranch lands and it's not that type of phenomenon you'd expect to see around ranch lands. You'd expect it maybe in the deepest and darkest of forests throughout the world. But yes, and it seemingly characterised itself in association to many of the UFO phenomena. Some of these UFOs were seen to be square box-type objects with unusual lights on. And occasionally, incidents and skirmishes seemingly took place between these Sasquatch-type creatures and these objects, as if they were battling each other or as if they were after each other in some way. Not too sure, but it was reported, and Katie actually has mentioned this as well, about her knowing and witnessing incidents like this where there seems to have been these occasional skirmishes between these two phenomena as if they were rivals in some way. Uh, to the bottom left is, her, is Katie's um, um, diagram, or should we say um, reference to what these kind of boxes look like. They're very profound. I don't know what to make of them. But of course there are UFOs seen in the sky over Clearwater and this is one of the photographs taken. You can clearly see three of these objects during the day in the sky. But of course Clearview Ranch lies in Elbert County. And Elbert County is in the heart of a positive magnetic anomaly. Now I am going to, throughout this series, touch more heavily into magnetic regions, both positive and of course negative and what type of phenomena has a seemingly association with positive magnetic regions, and what type of phenomena is seemingly associated with negative um, areas of regions of, of magnetics. Um, but it is interesting to note at this stage that Elbert County lies in a positive magnetic anomaly. And as we go through this series, you'll probably see the connection as well. 
hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of reports by many, many people about the stuff that was happening there. It was strife. It was like Skinwalker Ranch on steroids, in a sense of speaking. And this went unnoticed for years and years by many researchers. And the phenomena there lasted for such a long time. Even the sheriff department had had their fill of this phenomena after witnessing one particular incident themselves where a, a square-type UFO had seemingly come down behind three very old, large trees which had been there for years. Local residents reported it to the police. The sheriff went out there and the sheriff saw this box-type craft kind of partially hidden behind these three trees which had landed. Of course, you can imagine there's no way he was going to approach it. Um, he thought he'll what he will do, he'll note it, report and document it, and the following day he'd go back with the marshal, his boss. And so they did. And when they went back the following day, again, horrified to see that there was no craft there anymore, and neither were the three large trees that had been there for years. Everybody knew these trees, they'd been saying for years there. Again, just like the, the abandoned house, there was no footprint at where the trees had even been. There were no holes, no rooting, there was nothing as if the ground had never supported three large trees there. There was just nothing. Again, some strange phenomena and reality may have taken place. It's very well documented on police records. I wouldn't be saying this if there wasn't good documentation about this. Katie also talks about this particular experience and the sheriff department, really struggling to deal with the phenomena, wrote to NORAD and they gave quite a number of details. And in fact, the gentleman in question, the undersheriff, was known as Bill War. Now, what happened is when he wrote to NORAD, they replied. And it was what their reply was was very, very interesting. He said that he'd seen ships going into the ground. Yes, into the ground. We'll get to, to be touching on that later on in another episode because this phenomena isn't just um, three developments of flying in the sky and flying in the water and flying in space. This phenomena also has the capabilities of metaphysically going into solid surfaces, into the ground, into hillsides, into volcanoes, all sorts of things like that. So there's a bit more to it than just flying around the skies, space and underwater. He also said nobody will talk, don't want to investigate publicity. Um, well, I can understand because he doesn't know how to really investigate this. The local town had got become so scared about the phenomenon, they didn't really want to talk about it anymore, but it was very concerning. He said, no, no stigma, credentials, important factor. Well, there isn't. It's not like people are trying to gather you know, some type of status in this, in this subject. They were general people genuinely reporting phenomena. The reply, Norad, a colonel actually, said from Norad, bluntly, to forget it and shut up. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's not good. He said, Air Force head has directive to handle UFOs, get this, and Bigfoot. To handle UFOs and Bigfoot. So really, did the Air Force, does the head of the, did they do really have a directive to handle UFOs and Bigfoot? That's very interesting. And it is an official reply that he got back and there is documentation of the correspondence between his office, the police office, 
and NORAD and their response, um, which is profound. One of these other locations, um, again, um, profound phenomena taking place there, um, very similar to some of the other things we've reported, is Buffalo Ranch in Colorado. Now, the strange poltergeist type of activity that took place at Buffalo Ranch was demonstrative by moving objects around and the people living there would regularly find things stacked and arranged in a certain manner, sometimes in a triangular pattern. Objects taken out of the cupboard and placed on the floor in a triangular pattern. Knives and forks that are put out on the table uh, in preparation for a meal would bend in and resemble a, a triangle. Things are found in this triangle pattern over and over again. But apart from the poltergeist and paranormal things going bump in the night, there was also UFO activity and, of course, problems with animals again. Buffalo were being found with strange markings on them. Um, but the, the, how they passed away is, wasn't ever determined. It was profound, we don't really know. And it wasn't just one, there were many. And it was a profound incident taking place um, for years. They, even the Denver Post actually picked up on the, the phenomenon and reported about it. Again, like other ranchers, this was basically fitting into that same criteria of phenomena. Then we have Mount Wilson Ranch. Now, again, Mount Wilson Ranch has been recently talked about on all the television shows currently. Um, and again, yes, we believe that there's a history of phenomena that's taken place there. But you look out the window and look at Matt, you're right there. Remember when I mentioned that always in close proximity to mountain ranges, uh, hillsides, cliffs, volcanoes, boulder fields. You look out the window, Mount Wilson's, and it's a beautiful view, don't get me wrong. Um, but it's a little bit foreboding, especially at night when the phenomena seemingly makes its presence. Back many years ago, there was an old observatory that was built there, um, one of the earliest ones. Um, it looks a little bit different, different today, I assure you, um, but this was the, uh, an early attempt at um, investigating the night skies. This is what it looks like today. Big difference, isn't it? Um, and it and it's on the top up, up there on the top of the, of the mountains, and it's got a beautiful view. But it is... Strangely, coincidence, built and constructed in an area where UFO phenomena is strife. Mount Wilson Ranch boasts all the usual things. And what's really interesting is that when you check into uh, um, the ownership of Mount Wilson Ranch and who was actually working there, at some point you're going to come across, know this name, um, Robert Bigelow. Now, we're trying to jump straight into saying, well, I'm going to say Robert Bigelow somehow ownership or owned uh, Skinwalker Ranch at one time? Well, the answer would be yes. Uh, and had ties with the US government. Mount Wilson Ranch also was purchased and owned by Robert Bigelow as well. And he had a number of researchers go there and investigate, and some of the names you'll actually know. Um, Dr. Jacques Vallée was one of these people. Also, Dr. Tim Ryan, Professor Hal Puthoff, even doc, Dr. Edgar Mitchell and Victoria Alexander was there conducting experiments. And again, trying to find out and interact with this phenomena like they did at Skinwalker Ranch with the NIDS team. We had a multitude of different phenomena taking place. There's strange animal deaths, UFOs seen in the sky, 
strange cryptids, and of course the paranormal. Notice it's multiple phenomena associated to these locations. Here's a particular photograph. It shows Robert Bigelow, Jacques Vallée and Hal Puthoff there at Mount, uh, um, at the Mount uh, Ranch, uh, Mount Wilson Ranch. And they're doing their work, they're doing investigations, and uh, there are plenty of incidents that they were, were investigating over a period of some time. There was also a connection to the ancient land. Again, the Native Americans thought the land was cursed, just as it was with Skinwalker Ranch, so it'd be the same for Mount Wilson Ranch. It's not a location that they would go to. They believed that even their ancestors told them that these types of lands are cursed and it's um, and they, they dare not talk about it, they dare not go there, certainly at night. And this went on for quite some time. This is some of the phenomena in the sky photographed at Mount Wilson Ranch, strange object in uh, at night caught uh, on camera, which seems to be just hovering around for some time. Strange light formations, which were seen regularly. And they were seen so regularly that there was many videos and many photographs taken, but unfortunately a lot of them didn't actually get released into the mainstream, only a handful of them. And here's the evidence, Bigelow Family Trust. We can see here, when we look down the list, Bigelow, um, that Mount Wilson Ranch Limited liability insurance here uh, for 1996, and it was owned by Robert Bigelow. Of Bigelow Family Trust from September the 2nd, 1999. Um, that wasn't the only ranch he was also involved in. He was also in uh, Flatfields Ranch, which is another one where he owned and was investigating three different ranches. You ask the big question, why? Where was he getting his funding from? Was he just paying it for himself? Was the government involved in some of these places? Um, and what type of experiments were taking place? Then we have Stardust Ranch in Nevada. Again, it's a horse ranch in this occasion, and the same sort of things were happening. Not only strange animal incidents, but UFOs, cryptids, the paranormal. Um, you know, William C. Livingood was also involved. He was a biologist from Michigan University. He was involved in a lot of the research there. Um, and lots of phenomena got regularly reported around the animals, the horses, where lights were being seen. They were scaring the horses in the middle of the night, running riot. Apart from that, the, when the owner actually moved in from Stardust Ranch, he noticed that it was pretty much had a lot of furniture. So he rang up the people that had left the ranch previous and said, look, you've got a lot of furniture here. Do you want it? And they said, oh, yes, we're going, we'll come and collect it. He said, no problem. Uh, and, and they were going to arrange to come on the Monday and collect the, the, the furniture. To his horror, that furniture suddenly, overnight, disappeared and appeared inside um, a pool, a swimming pool, an empty swimming pool where everything was just seemingly put in there overnight. Uh, and the top right photograph shows the, the empty pool. And he had no idea how all their, just their furniture, their particular belongings, ended up in that empty pool over a period of one night without him hearing anything, not a single sound. He also claims to have found numerous stones with strange markings in them and said and believes that these are somehow associated to the UFO phenomena, that means they're like kind of gifts that have been left around purposely. And he finds them literally in the most odd, odd places, but he finds them, picks them up and they are strange markings. 
Um, I admit, you know, it's not easy to cut these uh, markings into stone. It's not impossible, of course. Um, so I'm not too sure about that. It's the first time I've heard about these markings in cut stones appearing on ranches before. Uh, but nevertheless, though, the phenomenon from around Stardust Ranch continued for quite some time. There was even claims by the owner that his wife would be, would be seen regularly levitating in bed as if some type of paranormal phenomenon was, was picking her up. Portuguese disturbances were, were, were strived throughout the house and even entities would seemingly appear small beings and uh, they typically, to you and me, he would report them as, as, as small greys. Um, but on one particular occasion he claims to have chopped at one uh, with a samurai sword and believed to have killed it or significantly injured it, uh, which seemed just vanished, just seemingly vanished, but leaving um, what he said was blood on the floor and across the blade. And it was that blood that was given to specialists and analysed. This is Dr John Burke, he's a biochemist at Michigan University. He also worked with Amanda uh, Nimick who's also a microbiologist at Michigan University in association with Dr. William Levingood, another biologist from Michigan University. And this is, the, this is their scientific report on the analysis of the blood, entitled Alien Tissue and Fluid Samples, Preliminary Report Number 2, Alien Tissues and Fluid Samples Analyzed by W.C. Levingood and Amanda N. Nimick in 2009. Samples purported to be alien extraterrestrial tissue and fluid samples were shipped from the ranch near Phoenix, Arizona, where bizarre incidents have taken place over many weeks, months and years, culminating in a number of extraterrestrial entities being stabbed or wounded or even killed in a ranch house by its owner, John Edmonds at that time. And the report actually went on to how profound the blood samples actually were. And it says, particular as we recede before hydration. In other words, the particles within uh, the blood seemingly look different than human blood. Fragment of tissue with strange cell structure was also analysed. Uh, unusual segmented fibre that uh, we have not been able to identify as yet belonging to either animal or plant tissue. Now what is really strange about this is there was an incident that took place at the university and I don't know if there was some type of fire or some type of incident or something happened but this particular report completely vanished. The work all pertaining to the research, the, the months and months of research, I mean, it does take a long time to conduct these tests, vanished literally overnight and not too long afterwards unfortunately Dr William Levingood passed away so I can't seem to follow the track here as to the authenticity of this report. However, this is and seemingly an official report. These are documented, uh, have been shared over the internet over the years, and they are official. They are official reports. So whatever these people found, did it support that John Edmonds actually had attacked an extraterrestrial? Can you even do that? I mean, you know, I mean, we know how manipulative and they can be um, in regarding our behaviours and perception. Uh, could that even take place? It's, it's, it's a problem. I really do not know. But it is an interesting document, um, nevertheless. 
This is one of the photographs um, that Edmonds took of, he believes, is one of those entities poking its head around the corner. I'm not overly convinced with this, to be honest with you. It um, could be just somebody in a mask. Though it is interesting that he submitted it along with multiple, multiple photographs of the phenomena seen around the ranch and in the sky. Um, but I'm not, when it comes to somebody, it could be somebody with a mask on. <laughs> I do not know. Then there is this location, um, surrounded by a river. This is the M Triangle. You know, the M Triangle in Russia um, goes back many years, and it is the same type of thing that was taking place there. UFOs, cryptids, paranormal, even disappearances were taking place there. People were said that they would go there uh, for some type of inspiration or spiritual experience and never to be seen again. And that is quite alarming, if you can imagine. But this particular place goes back even further to a point when um, the Russian uh, military moved in there and took over that location and they had scientific labs there and they were conducting their own tests um, for many years there and you couldn't even get into the area. Over the years have passed and they, they vacated the location, it's now open to the general public, even though that people don't often go there and probably for good reason considering people just seemingly vanish. Balls of light are seen to manifest in front of them as, re as reports say. Um, strange cryptids are seen on a regular basis. Um, it's not a place where people would actually go and wander there. But back in October of 1989, there was a gentleman called Pavel Mukotov. I hope I've said that right in Russian. And um, he went there for some type of a spiritual experience. Now, he'd been in the army and had apparently just retired out of the army. Just didn't really, didn't really do it for him. And he went there and he apparently disappeared. And he disappeared for quite some time. Nobody could find him. And family had given up, family and friends had given up trying to find him. He was just simply gone. But then, sometime later, he appeared back from literally nowhere, claiming he'd had some very profound extraterrestrial type of experience. But what was really interesting is that himself had completely changed in some way. He was now seemingly far more intelligent and far more knowledgeable about things of, should we say, in space, astrophysics. And he actually went on to be a very well-known astrophysicist, an astronaut in space. And it's profound how he went from just being from in the army to being profoundly knowledgeable and being an astrophysicist and going to space as a, as a cosmonaut, should we say. UFOs are seen in the sky regularly over the location, as you can see here. They're, f they're witnessed, they're photographed, and it's one of those other locations, not a ranch this, this time, but nevertheless, similar type of area where you have mountainous regions. I mean, it's literally, it's not too far away from the location known as the Dyatlov Pass incident, and don't even let me get into that subject because it's a whole different area. But what is interesting when you go to that location is that the, there's, there's an area there which is, um, they call it the phone booth, because it is, the, it is literally six foot square and it is the only place for miles and miles where you will get a, a, some type of reception on your phone. And that is why it's been called the phone booth. It literally is a, a six foot by six foot square. Very profound. And the whole place is marked by what is, looks to be some type of sculptures of giant entities. And you can see this picture in the top left. This is a photograph of one of those very large beings, of, uh, very large statues. 
marking the location of the M triangle. Uh, to the right, you can see Pavel, Pavel here. Um, he was the gentleman in question regarding his disappearance, his extraterrestrial experience in, in M triangle, and went from just being in the army to an astrophysicist and cosmonaut, literally overnight. It was in, it's an incredible story. Other locations, again, you can see the ridgeline of, of mountainous areas, always close by, always in association with this phenomena. Uh, and it's scattered all around these locations of ranch lands. And uh, no matter what ranch you actually go to, you know, you're not too far away from these areas. And I believe, um, as well as my colleague Barry Fitzgerald, that there is a direct connection geophysically and, ge and, ge and geologically with this phenomena. It's not by chance. Then we have Bradshaw Ranch. Um, now, Linda Bradshaw claims to have had numerous different sightings there of things that just don't fit. Colourful birds have been seen, exotic birds that you can't identify. Now, what's interesting is that these have also been reported and seen over the years by the Sherman family. Exotic, colourful birds you couldn't identify. It's not a place where you have exotic, colourful birds out in the desert. It's not known. And we can't really identify them. In fact, what people have said and drawn images of them, that they look a little bit like the mythological creature, the, the phoenix, with his long tails and bright colours. Um, and not only that, but Linda Bradshaw from Bradshaw Ranch also reported on occasion seeing things that look like dinosaurs. Yes, dinosaurs. Now, are those accounts true? And if they are, then sure we've got to be dealing with some type of reality shift again, something else is going on there, multiple reality kind of thing. But I can't, but then we have the UFO phenomenon, the paranormal phenomenon, the cryptic phenomenon taking place there. Again, in the location of Arizona. And strange lizard type beings, or you could say reptilian type beings in this case, uh, up to five feet tall, not too big, but over five feet tall. Lizard type bipedal beings that have been seen. Also, bringing in investigator Tom Dongo, he went on to investigate the location for quite a number of years and experienced many different things and captured a considerable amount of evidence of UFO activity and paranormal phenomena taking place there. These are just a few of the images, photographs taken of the phenomena that seems to shift and shape itself in the sky, balls of light, flashes of light, inside their home and outside their home and in the sky, around the mountains. They were all over the place. And Tom had managed to photograph a lot of them, probably um, capturing hundreds, if not thousands, of these particular photographs um, around the location. Suddenly, they seemingly manifestations. Some of them appeared on film without being seen. Some of them were actually seen and photographed at the same time. Probably one of the most profound for all photographs is this one, where they claim to have seen two balls of light, intelligent, interacting with each other, moving around their home, moving around the ranch, as if they were checking it out. Um, are they small UFOs of some, court, some sort, or are they some type of intelligent plasma light? Of course, we're going to get into that sort of thing sometime later in the series. Strange small footprints would be seen, um, again, you can see this in the top left, but they seem to be barefoot, not wearing any shoes. Small holes would appear in the ground, not from rodents, not from animals, but structured holes of a certain shape. Not too sure what they were. 
And I found this very fascinating because I wasn't actually aware of this. In this, this is the Sedona Red Rock newspaper. And, get this, Congress provides money to acquire Bradshaw Ranch. Congress. This is the US government interested buying the ranch. Now we have Robert Bigelow's associated to the US government getting three ranches, but also Bradshaw Ranch being owned by the US government. Why? Why are they acquiring land like this? What is it they're trying to achieve? Makes you think, doesn't it? And there's Blind Frog Ranch. Now I've seen a television show, <laughs> to be honest with you, I'm not overly impressed. But Blind Frog Ranch is said to be um, one of those locations where, again, like not too far from Skinwalker Ranch, has similar stuff going on there. And uh, um, there is a television show showing that, that, that they're digging and they're looking for gold and all sorts of things, but it doesn't really get too much in about the phenomena. However, the owners claim that there's UFO activity, and not only that, that they're in contact with these entities somehow and are really laying information backwards and forwards. Now, I had to read at this, and I, I couldn't help have a bit, little bit of a giggle when there was referenced the commander of the Galactic Federation of Hinden, um, and in fact, the good out. A little bit of a giggle there, because you know what? I'm just thinking to myself, what the hell is this guy talking about? I really do not know, though that I've heard references to this intergalactic federation before of these loving space brothers. I don't know. Um, I'm, I will, through my own research over 40 years, this phenomenon is not what it seems to appear to be. And I, I tread very carefully around this phenomenon because of the de deception and how our perceptions and, and how our, even our behaviour is manipulated, our cognitive reactions from one. And whenever I hear this Galactic Federation, I think, well, is it just a story? Is it just a one-liner that these people are given? You know, oh, we're a part of the Federation, the Galactic Federation, because that's what kind of what we expect. Or is it just not true? It's just BS. You know, I, I really do not know. Um, but every time I hear that, I kind of go, mm, you know, I'm not too sure about its authenticity. Nevertheless, though, the reported incidents, uh, which people have, many, many people have reported around Blind Frog Ranch, have reported and seen them and been documented uh, officially in some cases. And it literally is a stone throw from Sherman Ranch or Skinwalker Ranch, should we say. One of the most impressive photographs and this video ever taken was a place uh, over a ranch land. Again, this is Homestead. It's of a television show called Homestead and it's about a family living on a ranch and, and the lifestyle. And what's really interesting, it's a profound piece of video footage of a UFO caught in the night sky tracking across the ranch land on their video cameras. And what's really, really interesting about this is the fact that it, it's so bright, it's, it's literally illuminating itself. It isn't a plane, it doesn't have any wings, it doesn't seemingly have any tail or, or, or seemingly anything of propulsion. And it seems to be shining a light down to some degree, or it's just emanating off it. Now, what's profound about this is that when you do a freeze frame, you can see that this object is clearly not something that you'd normally see in the night sky. It is and has been, as far as I'm concerned, referenced as a UFO or UAP in that nature, and continues to be reported and cited by numerous different people in that vicinity. Again, ranchers, again, phenomena, seemingly seen, reported, and filmed. And then we have, more currently, um, the encounters that take place at the meadow. 
And the principal investigator there is Trey Hutton, and I have to say he's done a fantastic job at documenting some of these accounts, though it's still very sensitive. Trey's book is actually out, I've actually got it myself, and it's a fascinating read. But it, when you read it, you cannot help think about Skinwalker Ranch and Bradshaw Ranch and Wilson Ranch and all these other ranches, because the phenomena is very, very similar. Now, said to be in a location near Roundabout Georgia, I believe, not know for sure, but that's where I kind of believe it is, is a location which is nicknamed the Meadow. And this particular area where people don't really go, the phenomena is strife there. And not only kind of cryptid type things being seen, UFOs and strange paranormal occurrences have been witnessed in that vicinity. One of those incidents um, is regarding shape-shifting, um, shadowy type dark apparitions which have been seen uh, in that vicinity. And also a profound incident where he was, had two other investigators at night uh, in the distance and he was filming them. And suddenly they seemingly moved from one location, went do 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 literally uh, about a quarter of a mile on the other direction within seconds. And they did not have any idea what had happened. When he talked to them, he showed, I've been, you know, the footage is quite interesting that you suddenly see them just kind of track, become one. In, in the infrared flare camera and do, 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 and then back again um, when, they t when he went up and finally got to them and talked to them about what had just happened what he caught on film they had no recollection of moving that amount of um, that amount in such a given time this is, a, this is in the middle of the night guys there's tree stumps and shrubbery and holes and, and rocks and all sorts of different things you can't even see in the dark and to, to move that length of that length in that speed would be tremendous and hazardous of course for them though they said it was quite strange because they, they entered into a location where it was weird it was it was seemed like stuck in time it was like the the atmosphere was heavy there was no sound whatsoever we've heard this report before this os factor type experience in fact we're going to touch on this later on an episode again and where they seemingly enter into a location where it's just dead no sound, no birds, no nothing. Now, of course, you could argue with the fact, well, it's in the middle of the night. Are you going to hear those things? Well, yes, you do hear some things out there because there are even creatures and things that are very are nocturnal and come out at night. But nevertheless, um, they heard nothing and, and then came out of this area and seemingly realised how far they travelled. It's a profound, profound incident. If you want to know more about this, I suggest actually listening to some of, um, some of the Meadow Project stuff it's absolutely fascinating and don't forget it's, uh, that book is actually out called The Meadow Project and finally we come back to Bigelow now Robert Bigelow was involved in, in a number of years at Skinwalker Ranch along with the NIDS Foundation now back in February I think it was about three, three years ago um, he actually for the first time really opened up to reporter and researcher George Knapp and George was investigating that I think that series, that series of interviews is actually out somewhere on the YouTube. And I suggest watching them because they're absolutely fascinating because he opened up and said that, you know, maybe he shouldn't have been so heavily involved in some of the experiments that took place uh, at Skinwalker Ranch, which is regarding enticing and interacting with uh, poltergeist or paranormal type phenomena and in some form of entities intelligence. Um, because... He said, in a roundabout way, there's a sting in the tail of this phenomenon. And I agree, there absolutely is. Uh, on occasion, you can be so heavily involved in this research because it draws you in and it gets under your skin. 
that there can be a sting in the tail and it can intertwine itself into your life, referred to as the hitchhiker effect. It did so so heavily and so prominently with Robert Bigelow that he wished he hadn't even been involved in some of these experiments because the strife that literally went right through his family of, of terrible coincidences where, where bad things happened. You know, anything that could go wrong went wrong. Things that break down would break down. Losing the dog, losing his wife, losing his, his other members of the family. It was just constant, constant. And it wasn't just him. There were a number of the NIDS team also that had the very same type of hitchhiker phenomena attached to them for a period of time. Now, it's not for the light-hearted when I turn around and say, you know, um, indulge yourself in a lot of paranormal research as heavy as you can because that's the only way of gaining answers. No, the best way is to take breaths or breaths and walk away, come back to it. You've got to pace yourself when investigating this phenomenon because if it does have an attachment and gets under your skin because sometimes we just don't know when to let it go because it's so interesting and exciting, then yes, we can pay the consequences. And I think under these circumstances, if Robert Bigelow is telling the truth here, that him and this team's people, the researchers, the investigators at Skinwalker Ranch witness this phenomenon because maybe, just because, they are very full on in regarding their active investigations with this type of phenomenon, these entities, whatever they be. Uh, so I'd like to thank you for watching Phenomena Project. This is episode one uh, of Ranchland and High Strangeness. Please don't forget to share, like and subscribe. And and also hit that notification button, or bell, should we say, to be notified when our next episodes are going to be up. For now, I'm Steve Miller, and thank you for watching.